My, how many of you are thankful to be in the house of the Lord tonight? You know, I think, I think David went to a church like Dominion. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I've been in some churches, I wasn't glad to be there. I'll say things, I guess none of y'all will. David said, and I was glad when they said unto me, let us go up to the house of the Lord and worship. See, I think David was in a church like Dominion where the Holy Ghost could break out in any minute. And next thing you know, you thought you were just going there for two songs and a sermon and somebody done got saved, somebody done got delivered, somebody done got healed. Have pastors, they they say, say, preacher, y'all running 200 on a Wednesday night. How do you do it? And I'm like, well, it ain't my preaching. The music may have something to do with it, but I can tell you the major contributor is called the Holy Ghost. Get them in your services, man. You can be the worst preacher. If you got the Holy Ghost, you're good to go. Come on, somebody. I'll just tell it. I'll just tell it. I want to share the word of the Lord with you tonight. Um that extends honestly from an assignment that I was on Sunday and as God gave me a word for a house um, Freedom Fellowship in Florence God was speaking to me some things even concerning this house and so I want you to go with me in your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 17 the same text that I taught out of on Sunday when I was on assignment so thankful for guys like Pastor Devon how many of y'all man Sunday service was crazy I caught the Holy Ghost on the way to Sumter. Come on, somebody. Man, that was powerful stuff. Understanding the predestination of God, the power of God, you know, the Spirit of God moving in service. Praise the Lord. 1 Kings 17, verse 2. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here. And turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. And he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what you're about to speak and penetrate into our hearts by the sword of your word. God, we thank you that our hearts have been tilled like fresh soil by the fingers of the Holy Ghost in the moments that just transpired up to this moment. Father, we are present. We are ready to receive the seed of your word upon our hearts. Not that it would just be heard, but that it would be lived in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name and all of God's people said, Amen. I want to talk to you for a few moments tonight on a place called there. 
a place called there. See, I believe there's a people under the sound of my voice tonight, and God has given you a there. But if he's given you a there, then you have a here. Mm. And if you have a here, you got to get up from here to get there. Do you understand that in 1 Kings, when the word of the Lord comes to Elijah, the proclamation is, get up from here. And the reason why you were instructed at the beginning of service to turn around and tell two people that you are not glad that they're here is because I'm speaking to some people that are here when they should be there. I'm oh, I feel you, Lord. Okay, here we go. I'm speaking to some people that you have a there, but you seem settled here. I don't know where your here is. I don't even know where your there is. But I know that you're out of order if you're here when you should be there. Who am I talking to tonight that your current address does not match your final destination. I believe that I am speaking prophetically to some people that God has showed you things that are not current to your current address. Oh my, I believe that I am speaking to some people that got some prophetic words over their life about something that's coming, about something that'll be built, about something that'll be established, about something that will be occupied, about something that will be manifested, and you're frustrated because you know it's there, but you're here. Mm. If we could learn the concept of there, if we could understand that it's not good for us always to be here. I think a lot of times we're like Peter on the Mount of Transfiguration that when God shows up and speaks from heaven, there's Moses, there's Elijah, and then there's Peter. And God begins to uh, illuminate in the midst of a company, his son. And Peter is so just overzealous about what he's experiencing. He says these words, it is good for us to be here. But what we realize in that passage of scripture is it is not good for them to be there. Oh, come on, I'm talking to people that read their Bibles tonight. Because what we will find out later on in the gospel is that if they stay here, they can't ever go there. Where's there? The mountain is here. The valley is there. Here, Jesus is illuminated, but there he is demonstrated. Oh, my God. And the Bible says that the father brought his son who was epileptic, who threw himself down in the fire and was having seizures and was demon possessed. And the daddy said, I brought him to your disciples and they couldn't do nothing with him. Here's what we realize. Jesus has disciples that are in the valley. And then he has disciples that are on the mountain. Jesus has disciples that are here. And then he has disciples that are there. And where Jesus gets frustrated is when here wants to stay here, 
but then there ain't doing what they should be doing. Oh my God, I'm telling, oh, I'm going to teach tonight. I'm going to teach tonight. See, I can't read this story and not think about us corporately. I can't understand or even comprehend or even elaborate how important Dominion Churches there is. Anyways, I've never been one to believe that God needed a building, but in this season, I can't deny how important the next facility and home, how important it is. Oh, I'm going to preach it. I'm going to talk. I cannot stress how important there is for Dominion Church. And if you're connected to this ministry, you know how important there is. And the truth, oh, let me prophesy. And the truth is, some of you have grown very disgruntled with here. Woo! What if the disgruntlement of here was actually the favor of God? Because he can't have you love here when he's called you to there. Oh, my God, I came to teach to somebody tonight. And let me break it down out of corporate into personal. Some of you are frustrated with here. It ain't that you frustrated with your here because here don't work no more. It's because here ain't who you are no more. I'm talking about identity. That what we realize is the power of there is that everything next that God wants to manifest is connected to there. It can only happen there. It can't happen here. Oh, I said it cannot happen here. And there's some of you that are trying to negotiate with God about being here. When he's called you there. I'm in your homes now. I'm in your marriages now. I'm in your children now. Come on, somebody. You're trying to pacify God saying, it's good for us to be here. And God says, I can't do here what I've called you to do there. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's talk. Let's talk to Elijah. See, I know I have a there, but I believe every single one of you under the sound of my voice has a there as well. This room is full of not just here's, but theirs. Maybe it's there for you at your job. Maybe it's there for you in your marriage. Maybe it's there for you in your children. Maybe it's there with you with some relationships that have been destroyed. Maybe it's there for you with recovery on the road of recovery. Maybe it's there for you mentally. Maybe it's there for you financially. Maybe it's there for you physically. Maybe it's there for you spiritually. But every single one of you has a there. And the frustrating part is when you have a there, but you're stuck here. See, I believe there is a place. And when I say there, you can put quotes around that word. That I believe there is a place of God's supernatural provision. Why do I got to get there? I'll tell you why I got to get there. I got to get there. Wherever you're there is. Why do you got to get there? I'll tell you why you got to get there. Because there, God has commanded some things. He tells Elijah, he said, you got to get up from here. I came to prophesy over some of y'all's lives and tell you, you got to get up from here. 
Got two amens and one hand clap. Sounded like it was on the back nine. I said, I came to speak to some of you and tell you, you got to get up from here. Your here is betrayal. Your here is hurt. Your here is trauma. Your here is bankruptcy. Your here is sickness. But there's a there that God has commanded something and you'll never get there as long as you're okay being here. God supernaturally commands provision there. There. It's there that God commanded the ravens to feed Elijah. See, it was there that God said, I'll command the ravens to feed you. Catch this now. If you were supposed to be there, but you're still here, there are things that are being delivered there. But you ain't there because you're still stuck here. And in the spirit, the blessings are showing up, but nobody's there to sign for the package. And so it gets a return to sender. I'll tell you a quick story. Recently, I ordered some merch offline from a, from a kingdom clothing company, and they had sent me a package, and here's the problem. When I was, well, I didn't receive the package, but when I was supposed to, the, the, P, the UPS company contacted me and they said, yes, we have a package here for you. We could not deliver it to your address. They said, there seems to be some kind of discrepancy with the address. And so I went online to look and see maybe if I put in the wrong address. And on the address, it had my numerical address with my old road name. I used to live on an Oak Haven, but now I live on a Franklin. And it had my new numerical address with my old road name. Oh my God, let me help somebody right here, right now. Some of you are in the season of transition. You're stuck with one foot still on Franklin, one foot still on Oak Haven, and you can't receive the package because God's saying as long as you're committed to both. So watch this. I had to correct the address. And when I corrected the address, I could receive the package. What am I telling you? That there are things that God wants to send in your life. There are things that God wants to do in my God. There are things that God wants to do in your life, but he cannot do them until you get there. See, when you get in the right place with God, there is commanded blessings and provision. You can't stay here when the provision is going to be there. Hmm. See, if Elijah would have went anywhere other than there, he would have missed purpose, he would have missed the plan of God, and he would have missed the provision of God. But can I tell you this? The same is true for us. The same is true for us. That God has a there for us in the spirit. God is not satisfied with us just being here. 
And until you get there, there are things that God wants to do in your life. There are things God wants to send in your life. There are things that God wants to manifest in your life. But God's power, plan, provision, and purpose cannot prevail in your life when you're at the wrong address. You've got to get there. There are two roads to there. The first road is named obedience. The other is named surrender. If you take either one, you'll get there. (laughs) Oh, I said, if you take either one, you'll get there. Both of those roads lead to there. But you'll never get there in the absence of obedience. You'll never get there in the absence of surrender. Jesus had a there. Nonetheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And what he had to do is surrender himself in obedience. And the Bible would later record, and the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He went through the emblem of suffering and shame for the provision of our redemption. But he had to take the roads of surrender and obedience to get there. And so many times we know God has called us to a there, but we want to take a different road. We want to ride down easy street. Come on, somebody. We, we, we want to ride down smooth street. We want to ride down, give it to me, highway. Come on, somebody. But what you will find out is you can't get there and not take surrender and obedience street. Geographical locations matter to God. Watch this. Geographical locations matter so much to God that God created places before he ever created people. In other words, God will build a place before he ever sends a people. And so many times what we do is we get caught up in the people and we miss the place. But God said, what you got to do is you got to understand that there is blessings and provision that aren't connected to people. They're connected to places. My God, let me teach right now. That is why it is important that you have to understand when God calls you to a place, when he calls you to a ministry, when he calls you to a, a, a place to serve, you have to stay committed because there is a blessing and a provision. There are ravens that are going to feed you there that if you get anywhere else... You know, and the truth is, sometimes there isn't all that hunky-dory. Come on, somebody. Let me talk to somebody that God told you, you got to get up from here. You do understand if you go back and read in 1 Kings 17 that he was standing in the courts of Ahab and Jezebel before he left. Watch this. He left a palace to go lay by a creek. That don't sound too appealing. And what you'll discover in this journey is that your here and there are not measured by the eyes of men, but they are indeed measured by the accomplishment of what God will do in those seasons. It's not about place as much as it is purpose. And what we have to understand is if we're ever going to arrive to our theirs in the spirit, then we do not get to look at the place as far as it as a natural place. But we have to understand that God's purpose is happening in that place. God, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. 
He gave people his blessing, but he put his favor on places. <laughs> you ever said this? Probably so. The right place at the right time? Yeah? Question, are you there? Are you there? Not only geographically, but spiritually, relationally. Are you there? If not, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Why are you okay being in a place when you know right time, right place, then the favor of God is reigning? Why are you okay with here then? Oh, y'all real quiet in the house of the Lord. I'm not kicking you out of a church. I'm running you out of some places spiritually. Get your eyes off the natural. I ain't talking about the pew you sitting in. I'm talking about the pouting table that you've pulled up in the spiritual realm and you've been pity partying at a place called here. When God's got a there for you and you'll never walk into there as long as you got your little cone hat on blowing your little kazoo singing woe is me. You're stuck here simply because you have not surrendered and obeyed the call to there. You know what's so amazing? As God tells Elijah, he says, go abide by the brook, Cherith. Everyone say that, Cherith. Yeah, you'll never cherish Cherith. You'll never cherish Cherith. You know why? The name Cherith literally means separation. <laughs> Matter of fact, it's the same term that's used, I believe, in Genesis 15, totally doing this from memory, that Abraham and God established a covenant and the Bible says that God walked in between, he put Abraham to sleep and he walked in between the pieces of the sacrifice of things that were cut open. Watch this, the word that is used to cut open those sacrifices is cherith. And what you will find out is God will never establish covenant with you until there are some things that can be severed. Y'all real quiet in the house of the Lord, it's okay. I may be talking over your heads, but I promise you this, I'm still talking to your heart. There are three, or oh, let, me, let me go back and say this. A lesson that I've learned in my life, anytime that is God is moving you from one place to another spiritually, is you have to understand is there will always be a span between where you are and where you're going. Anytime that God is, watch this, if you go back and read 1 Kings 17, he's in Ahab's courts, but Cherith is not the destination. There's two theirs. Watch this. There's a there to get them out of here. And then there's a there that gets them to there. There's a there that gets them out of here. There's a there that gets them away from Ahab's courts. But that there is the place of separation. That there is the place of isolation. That there is a place where God says, I'm going to do a work in you before I ever do a work through you. Because in just a few verses, you will get up in verse 10 and 11 and you will go to a widow woman you will find her and she'll be desperate and she'll be in need and she'll need a supernatural provision and there'll be, there'll be oil and flour that supernaturally that manifest. But then all of a sudden her son's going to die and you're going to take her son and you're going to lay on top of him and you're going to revive him and she's going to say, for surely you are a serpent of the most high God. But see, God said, there's some things I got to cut out of your life before you can ever go there. Let me talk to the people that feel like they're called to incredible things, but they're finding themselves next to brooks with ravens feeding them. 
you're in muddy, dusty, dirty places and you feel like you're isolated all by yourself. It's part of God's plan. It's part of God's process. It's part of God's power and it's part of God's provision. There are three common things that God will do and always separate you from if you're ever going to get there. You ready? I'm going to break these really quick and then you're all going to go home. There are three things if you're taking notes. This is where you write them down. The first thing he will always separate you from is certain places. Then he will separate you from certain people. But then he will never separate you from places and people without separating you from patterns. There will be people that are severed. There will be places that are severed. But there will always be patterns that are severed. Place. What am I talking about? I'm talking about... 1 Kings 17, 3 and 4 says, Get away from here, turn eastward, hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. It will be, it shall be that you'll drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Watch this. The favor of God can be found in the right place. But he would have never seen the provision of God if he would have stayed in Ahab's courts. But I'm going to show you something very powerful. It's not just about being connected to the right people. It's also about being connected to the right place. When you get in the right place, God will command supernatural blessings and provision in your life. But you have to remember something incredible in this part. That if you go back and you read the first few verses, you will discover that the land is in a drought. Elijah stands in the courts of Ahab and he says, I'm leaving. And it ain't raining until I say so. And he turns around and walks out. And the Bible is clear that God honors Ahab's or, or, or Elijah's word. And the Bible goes on to record that the land is in a drought. Y'all missed it. You're going to go to the brook Cherith and I'm going to command the ravens to feed you there and you're going to drink from the brook. Hold on. And the land was in a drought. You're going to go to the brook Cherith, and you're going to drink from the brook. Hold on. And the land was in a drought. How do you drink from a brook when the land is in a drought? Because when you get in the right place, that even what's going on around you, even the economy of the world, when you're in the right place, everything around you can be drying up. But if you are where God said you are, if you are where God said you need to be, everything around you can be drying up while you're drinking. That's why being in the right place is so important here's another thing that's so amazing they say that during this time i know i gotta hurry y'all gonna get home you gotta i ain't preached in like two weeks to y'all i'm home y'all i'm home family meeting time you gotta understand watch this watch this the land was in a drought and if it was in a drought then you have to understand that the land would have been in famine there would have been a shortage of crops and if there was a shortage of water there would have been a shortage of livestock Woo! oh i'm about to teach i'm about to teach i'm about to teach so if they were in a shortage, there's no water, there's no grain, and there's limited livestock. But God said, I'm going to give you bread, which comes from grain. And he said, I'm going to give you meat, which comes from livestock. And in the midst of a drought, you're going to be drinking water. My God, somebody better hear this. They say that there is only one family in the area that would have had access to bread and access to meat. 
They say that there is only one family with the amount of wealth that it would have taken that in the midst of a drought to possess the financial resources to be able to eat bread, eat meat. And God said, I'm going to command ravens to bring you bread and meat. Biblical scholars have studied and said that there's only one place that the ravens would have been able to get bread and meat. It is thought that the ravens would have flown onto the table of Jezebel and Ahab, would have taken their meat and bread and brought it right to them. Let me tell, some, tell you something, somebody. When you get in the right place, God will even use your enemies to feed you. Even who's at my God, he will even use whatever is after your head. He has prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You got to be in the right place. You gotta be in the right place. He, oh, hey, 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 that makes me excited. The second thing, I'll have you out of here by 8.30, so if, if you have a grievance, you can drop it. There's a silver can for grievances right underneath that. Hand sanitizer, complaints, they're, um, they're taken up every week. So just fill it out, put it right in there, and the usher team will grab it. The second, the second, I'm, I'm going to need somebody with a cricket. I need somebody with a cricket to make a sticker that says complaint box and put it on that silver can. When the preacher preaches too long, just fill it out and put it there. All right, I got to hurry. I know, I know. Y'all got babies to get home, get to bed. The second, the second thing that God will do, the second place that God will sever, the second thing that you will find God cut is God will always cut people from your life when you are moving from here to there. Matthew 17 is the story that talks about the Mount of Transfiguration. Watch this. Jesus goes up on the mountain, but not all of his disciples can go with him. And some of you, the reason why you're in an extreme amount of, uh, oh my God, the reason why you're in an extreme season of frustration is because you're trying to take people there that are still called to hear. And some of you are frustrated because you feel weighted down. Oh, I'm helping somebody here. You feel weighted down, you feel held back. And the reason why you feel held back is because they're stuck here and you're called there. And see, what you need to realize is not everybody can go with you. Not everyone is permitted atop of the mountain. Not everybody can understand what God is doing in this season of your life. Not everyone is given permission to say what you see. And when you understand that, you're okay with the isolation. Because you understand the isolation stops the assassination. You understand that if you're alone with him, Judas isn't permitted. And so some of you need to be okay to learn to see the good in goodbye. Again, please point to the complaint box. Thank you, Deacon Jackie Hatcher. Appreciate that. He just showed y'all where it was. The last thing, and I'm done. 
The third thing that God's going to do if he's ever going to move you from here to there, he's going to remove you from places, he's going to remove you from people, but he'll never do neither without destroying the patterns. Watch this. Moses, Brooke, you can come. Just give me some keys just for a minute. Moses is on the backside of the desert. Watch this. For 40 years. Somebody say 40 years. And the Bible records in Exodus that he is tending Jethro's flock. That's his father-in-law. Moses has ran from murder. He had killed an Egyptian. He was seen. And he ran for his life. He was scared. And in his fleeing, he is found wandering on the backside of a desert for 40 years, tending to Jethro's flock. Watch this. He's stewarding something that's not his. And what looked like alienation, what looked like separation, what would have probably been any one of our most discouraging season of our lives on the normal routine of an any day day on the backside of a desert, Moses sees a sight, the Bible says, that he sees a fire sitting on the bush and he says, but the bush is not consumed. And he says these words, I will now turn aside and see this sight. And when he turns, the Bible says that God speaks and says, stop, take off your shoes. You're on holy ground. Moses steps onto the holy ground on his bare feet and the fire that burned on the bush would now begin to burn on the man. The bush is no longer burning. Now the man is. Because a pattern is about to be destroyed. God said, I'll let you wander this desert for 40 years because in just a little while, Moses, you're going to walk this desert again for 40 years. And I've conditioned you over these last 40 years to be able to withstand the next 40 years of wandering. i let you watch another man's sheep because I'm about to give you mine. I watched to see what you would do with what wasn't yours so that I could entrust what's mine. Oh, I feel something in this house. And Moses goes into the courts of Pharaoh and says, The I am that I am has sent me. And he has said, Let my people go. For 400 years, the people of Israel are stuck in a pattern. 400 years of mud and bricks and blocks. 400 years of whipping and slavery. 400 years of cussing and cursing. 400 years of suppression and oppression. 400 years. From Malachi to Matthew, God is silent. But now, God says, I have somebody that's ready to break a pattern. And he sends Moses in. And a whole generation is set free. What did he say? You're here, but you got it there. Stand with me all over this house. Who is the Lord talking to tonight about a place called there? There are people all 
throughout this room tonight and even online that undeniably have a there. Can I encourage you? Don't take it personal when the people leave. Don't take it personal when the place changes. And surely don't take it personal when patterns are broken. Because when people, places, and patterns change, God is in the midst of moving you from here to there. There's people under the sound of my voice, you've struggled with cigarettes, struggled with smoking, struggled with sexual immorality, whatever. And all of a sudden, just in the last three months, you've got a sudden urge to be like, I can't do this anymore. You've been smoking for 15 years and you're like, I can't do this anymore. And you don't even know where it came from. Can I tell you where it came from? God said, I'm tired of you being here. When you've got her there. I'm going to say this and I'm done. If you're here tonight and you really want the there that God has for you, I just want you to prophetically make a statement by your action. And I just want you to step out from here and begin to walk to there. Come on. Come. If you know that God has called you to a there and you're tired of being here, come on. Come on. And, I, and listen to me, don't come just because other, because, and I'm not saying, there's people here that you don't move and you're right in not moving. And I'm not saying that you're stuck here. I'm saying that some of you may already be there. Come on. But I do know that there's people under the sound of my voice that you know that there is a there. And God has put a holy discomfort in your gut about being here. Father, we thank you tonight for your word. It's so amazing, God, how it speaks to every place of our heart. God, even the hidden places, even the places we didn't want to tell anybody about. God, your word speaks to those places. God, even the places that we thought we had hidden from you, your word comes down and shines like a bright beam into the back alleys of our hearts. God, at the end of the day, we're tired of being here. We don't want to be here anymore. Hmm. Who is that? My God, I don't want to be here anymore. Woo. There's a deliverer in this room and he will lead you out if that's you. If you'll call on the name Jesus, he will be your greater Moses. He will come into the courts of the enemy that has you captive and he will say, let my son, let my daughter go. And patterns will suddenly be broken and deliverance will be manifested. I want you to say that if that's you. Say, Lord... Move me from here to there. Father, I pray corporately now over this body. God, you know my heart. This message is not even about the building, but God, like I said, I can't read that scripture and not see the significance up to us corporately. God, I'm going to tell you, 
I'm tired of here when I can see everything that there has for us. God, and what I'm asking you to do is help our unbelief from here to there. And God, we're okay with the cherries. God, we're okay with the brooks. God, we're okay with the ravens. We're okay with the bread. We're okay with the meat. But my God, we just don't want to miss there.